to episode 12 of the Daddy Sharps podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. A brand new year right around the corner, Luke. And that means we have all the new best bets on college bowl games and the NFL. I love it. And in this week's deep dive, we're going to take a look at the NFL playoff picture. Who's in and who's out, but... Mm. More importantly, John, yes. how will all of that impact how we are betting this week? There's some huge news to watch in those. But first, let's break down our best bets from last week. I had Air Force versus Baylor, sir. My best bet here were the Air Force Falcons plus four. Air Force ran the ball 66 times, Luke. 66 times. Held Baylor 0 for 11 on third downs. They easily win the game. The underdog never trailed, and that's the kind of underdog bet we all like to make. Air Force wins 30-15. to 15. Cover! Then we went to Middle Tennessee State University at San Diego State University. I had San Diego State minus 7, and we started out strong, sir. They were up 14-0 at the end of the first quarter, and then an avalanche of turnovers. San Diego State throws three interceptions and lost two fumbles. They go on to oh lose gosh. the game. And they lost my cover, Luke, 25-23. Not good. No. But then in the NFL, Seattle at Kansas City, my best bet there was over 49. I loved this bet. Top two offenses going against two bottom defenses. Easy over here. Unless, of course, only one team is doing the scoring. And the Seahawks just could not get it done. Only putting 10 points up on the Kansas City Chiefs. The over misses for me. And then my favorite bet from last week. I still don't understand why they were underdogs. Jacksonville plus one. Trevor Lawrence has been playing like his hair's on fire, looking like that first overall pick that we all expected. He wins easily despite the rainy conditions. And a little warning here. Make sure to listen to our deep dive coming up before you lay any money on the very hot Jags this week. That is some great advice, and I can't wait to get into that. You know, for me, on my best bets recap from last week, you know, my mama told me there would be weeks like this, John. It happens. Oh, my. It happens, baby. My. Can I call them bad beats? I wish I could. First game, I picked my Seahawks to cover plus 10. Who wouldn't against the Chiefs? But like you said, couldn't find the end zone. Gino threw a Pick in the red tie. Come on, man. So that was a loser. Next, I took the Patriots plus three and a half against the Bengals. All the data said, right? All the data said. Yes. Bengals yep. won by four. Four job. I actually had the Bengals by four. Push. Horrible. Bad beat. Mm. In college football, let's go to the quick bowl. New Mexico State versus Bowling Green. I took the over in this one, 47 and a half. The total was 43. Ah, just one yeah. more score. Another loser in, in the Independence Bowl. Louisiana Raging Cajuns versus the Houston Cougars. I took the over. Should have been a shootout. There were so many, you know, couldn't convert on third down, couldn't convert on fourth down. They went for it every time, both teams. The over was 56 and a half. The total was 39. Not even close. But you know what? That's okay, John, because it is, it is time for best bets in college football. John, who do you like? Oh, Luke. First, 
We're going to El Paso, Texas, my man, for the Sun Bowl, UCLA versus Pittsburgh. My best bet here, UCLA minus five and a half. Luke, this might be my favorite college bet since the Fresno State-Washington State game. And you remember that bet. I made it three times. I ran my numbers. Under normal circumstances, on a neutral field, the high-scoring UCLA team would beat Pittsburgh by two points. Using air quotations here, normal circumstances. All right, Luke, get your pad and paper ready because I'm about to tell you who Pittsburgh has opting out of this game. They're going to be playing without their QB1, without their QB2 and QB3, who are both sick and injured, hoping to make it back, but who knows. Their stud running back, who led the ACC with 1,400 yards, opting out for the NFL draft. Both offensive tackles, an All-American defensive tackle, chose to skip this one to focus on the draft. Defensive end, who just had 14 and a half sacks on the year, he's out. Oh, and finally, their starting safety's out. So to recap, Pittsburgh's going to be playing this game without all four of their team captains, their top four leading tacklers on defense, their all-conference running back, and their top signal caller. And UCLA is only favored by five and a half. Come on, Luke. This team's nine and three. They play in the Pac-12. They played UC USC. You gotta, you gotta go with UCLA. It's a gift, and UCLA is coming into this one almost full. So no, no real op- opt outs to speak of. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this one out. My best bet here: UCLA. Anything less than a touchdown is a great way to start your year. Yeah, I agree with you. UCLA is an offensive powerhouse. I couldn't figure out that line either. I I, I, I am with you on that one. And speaking of opt-outs, I mean, it seems like every college bowl game that I picked was based on who's got <laughs> the most opt-outs. It's that time it's, of year. <laughs> yeah, except for this one. I'm headed to the Cotton Bowl in Arlington, Texas, where the Tulane Green Wave, my favorite team this season, is playing the Trojans of Southern California, USC given Two and a half in this game. The over-under, 62 and a half. The spread on this game, John, opened at one. Minus one for USC. USC is one of those teams that the public bets on, right? Uh 63% of the money right now is being bet on USC in this game. Tulane is going to act like the underdog in this game. They're coming in with nothing to lose. The team that nobody knows or cares about in the Cotton Bowl. And I'm telling you what, they will cover. Let's talk about offense a little bit. USC is a powerhouse. They rank fifth in college football with almost 500 yards per game. It's like 499 and change. Tulane ranks 32nd on offense, though. Okay, not bad, bad. right? Not bad. On defense, not bad. USC ranks 103rd on defense. Tulane, defensive powerhouse. They rank 36th in college football. And that right there will be your difference in this game. Tulane is 10-2 and two against the spread straight up on turf. This game is being played on turf. Mm. And they're 10-2 and two against the spread on both opening and closing lines. Remember I talked about minus one? Minus two and a half. USC on the other side is one and one across all of those. Tulane is also five and one against the spread at minus two and a half or plus two and a half. Either case, USC just two and two. I'm telling you what, I'm going against the grain. I'm going against the tide, going against the Trojans. My best bet here, the green wave will cover. 
against USC plus two and a half. I, I can just see you like Bagger Vance out there testing the grass, testing it barefoot, Mr. Luke. Turf, grass, you got all the numbers, you got it going. I tested all <laughs> of it. All of it. Tulane, the green wave of cash. And we're gonna we're gonna stick uh, I believe two lanes from New Orleans, and we're gonna stick down here in the south. We're going to the Music City Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. My best bet here, Iowa minus two and a half. All right, guys. All right, let's get a little action in on the Saturday, you know, the day of the college playoffs. There's hundreds of podcasts out there telling you how to bet those playoffs because they're the fun games, the one everyone's talking about and watching. Well, those numbers are inflated with square money, my friends. And the Daddy Sharps don't have fun. We give you the bets that no one else is talking about. The bets that make money. That's right, folks. While all your friends are betting the playoffs, you'll be watching two of the worst offenses in the country duke it out. Luke, does that sound awesome or what? We don't believe in the big games. Iowa goes into this game without their quarterback one or quarterback two. In fact, they're starting a kid that has never thrown a college pass. And this is the side I'm taking. Iowa has one of the top tight ends in the country coming back from injury for this game. And remember, this is the same school that produced Kittle, Fant, and Hawkinson. Hawkeyes also have three NFL prospects on defense who decided to come back and play in this game before they go to the NFL draft. You gotta, you gotta take a look at that. And then finally, Kentucky, they're a very low-scoring offense, and they're going against one of the top defenses in the country. Iowa is ranked in the top five in almost every major category in college football for defense. Kentucky, right on their heels, a top 20 uh, defense. But I cannot see Kentucky beating this caliber of a defense without their star quarterback. My best bet here, Iowa at the friendly price of minus two and a half. And before anybody says it, the under was interesting in this game. The under's 31. I almost considered it, but a pick six by one of these new quarterbacks could kill you. So I just decided to stay with the spread. Iowa minus two and a half. I love it. The friendly price. The friendly price. Who doesn't like a favorite at minus two and a half on a neutral field, for God's sakes? (laughs) You know, one thing you do do is you do a great job of convincing me. I tell you, just when I think you're crazy. Hey, this will not be a barn burner, my friend. (laughs) This is the one you wake up and watch with a mimosa. You ease into those college playoffs later in the day. I love it. I probably do the same (laughs) thing, man. Hey, you know what I'm doing? And I can't believe I'm doing it. I thought I was done with it. I'm heading back to the Mac, baby. Maction and the (laughs) Arizona Bowl. We've got the Ohio Bobcats. Minus two against Wyoming. This game... John is, and you were following Wyoming this season. This game is more about who is worst at the game of college football. And that would be Wyoming. (laughs) Yes, they are. Ohio is 36th in total offense. While Wyoming is 14th worst in college football on defense. Ohio is 15th worst and Wyoming is 60th. So if I do my math, right, 36th and 15th is better than 60th and 14th, right? Still bad. Still bad. (laughs) That, all of that, and Wyoming's best running back, 
their best player on their team hit the transfer portal. He's gone. He's out of there. So they're coming off a 30 to zero shellacking against Fresno state. One of your favorite teams. Yes. Uh, all of Ohio's players who can play they're playing. No opt outs here against the spread. Ohio is nine and four. Wyoming is six and six. Cannot be trusted there. Uh-huh. Ohio lost their starting quarterback. You know, it was a few games ago, but their backup, yeah, he can throw. He's, he's he's not as good, but he can throw. But he also, he's a running threat as well. My best bet in this game, Ohio minus two. Maction. You never turn your back on the Maction, sir. Never. <laughs> so now let's turn our forwards, not our backs, to the NFL. And our first bet here that I like, New York Jets at Seattle. My best bet here, the over 43. I know, I know, I know. I was on this last week with Seattle and Kansas City and lost. Not this time. I'm back on the over in a Seahawks game, and I need the 12s to carry me through here. My research says this over has an 82% chance of hitting based on season data. And then let's look at this coach, Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets. Where did this guy come from, Luke? Any guesses? Right down the coast, where his claim to fame was the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Pete Carroll knows a thing or two about his defense and his scheme. Played against them seven times while Sala was the defensive coordinator there. Seahawks were 5-2 and straight up and averaged 27 points a game against his defense. Plus, we get Mike White back, baby, in this game for the Jets. That is huge for the over because Wilson can't move the ball unless he's throwing it to the other team. In fact, Mike (laughs) White's news moved the line an entire point on the spread in the Jets' favor. So the book right now is already telling you Mike White's the better quarterback. And both of these teams have losing records. Kind of sounds weird, but it's actually a very important stat because both these teams are a combined 10-1 and at hitting the over when the other team has a losing record. My best bet here, over 43 as long as Mike White and his ribs are playing in that game, my friend. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. That that game is definitely going over. Seattle's got to play. They got a chance. They got a chance, and they got to play like they got a chance. So, so it's, a, it's a little Geno revenge you, game as well. Yeah, they're going to hype that up, aren't they? Aren't yes, they, they are. <laughs> hey, I'm going to start with a teaser. Ooh, you want a little I teaser like the action? teases. My teaser? I got a teaser as my best bet. Cincinnati plus one at home against the Bills. I'm Taves and the Bengals to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Taking that hook. And Miami plus two and a half on the road to the Patriots. I'm teasing those Dolphins to eight and a half or, or maybe nine. Maybe nine. So why are the Bengals home dogs against the Bills? Can anyone figure that out? I mean, this is going to be a great game, right? Right. This could, this could be the game of the week, but... The Bengals come on. They're five and one against the spread at home. And they've been clicking the last several weeks. Just go back a few games and watch the highlights. The Bills are a solid team, no doubt about it. And neither team is going to lose this one by more than a touchdown. There's no way on the other side in the other game that Tua is going to play in this mm. in that game in Miami, uh, or or in, in New England for Miami. And Teddy Two Gloves. I think is more than enough to make the difference, right? They've lost four in a row against good teams, very good teams, and they will not lose a fifth because they cannot lose a fifth. 
I think the spread is off on this one. The Dolphins are stacked. They really are. They got a lot of talent on that team and that offensive team, and they're not going to lose by more than a touchdown. There's no way when you tease that up. The Patriots on the other side, they've been imploding as of late, and there's no reason they're all of a sudden going to come back at home. They've lost four out of their last five, but a couple of those games were to lesser teams. Mm. I, I just my best bet. Tease the Bengals, tease the Dolphins. You will be happy you did. I like it. I like it. And you get a you get a little action on that last game of the week. Get a little action there. All right, Luke. We're we're I'm doing something here. I don't want to do. I'm doing it. Cleveland at Washington. My best bet here. Cleveland plus two and a half. Oh no. We have a disagreement among the daddy sharps. Luke. You think I'm crazy here, but I'm trying to sell you on this bet. So bear with me here. Watson was playing at an MVP level his last year in Houston. Then the two-year layoff. In the four games he's been back, last week was one of the worst weather conditions we've seen all year. Gusty winds, cold, and snow. The first game, he had two years of rust and just started practicing with the team again. Those Those two games in the middle, that's what I'm really looking at. He had an average completion rate of 63% against two playoff teams in Baltimore and Cincinnati. Last week, the Browns coach said they wanted to open up the offense a little more for the deep pass. Well, 30-mile-an-hour wins, certainly going to kill that idea, but not this week, my man. I think Watson is primed to have his best game of the season this week. We're going to see the best Watson since he's come back. Next, we got a top-five rushing offense in the Cleveland Paired with the eighth best passing defense for the dog pound in the league. And if Cleveland if Cleveland gets the lead, starts chewing clock with Chubb, Wentz is going to start taking chances against the secondary and a pass rush you don't want to take chances against. And yes, folks, I said Carson Wentz. Can you believe it? In case you haven't heard, the commanders are going back to Carson Wentz. The same Carson Wentz who went one and four in his last five full games and threw five picks. My best bet here, Cleveland, plus two and a half. Tell me why I'm wrong, Luke. Change my mind. Yeah, I think this is a first here for all of us. Oh, no. I'm on the opposite side, man. I'm going to tell you why. I'm making my best bet, the Commanders, minus two and a half. In fact, I bought them today. I got them at two, minus two. How dare you? Commanders are four and three against the spread at home. <laughs> three and one against the spread when favored by two and a half. The Browns are three and four against the spread on the road. All right, let's talk about Watson a little bit. I heard a lot from you about, I think, what if, <laughs> just, yeah, it's happening. To be in, it's happening. In La La Land. <laughs> Look, a Watson led offense. Let's talk about it. There's a saying I live by believe someone the first time they show you who they are. And Watson has now shown us multiple times who he is this season. Let me go through the numbers. Eight sacks, three interceptions, only two touchdowns with a quarterback rating of 37.3. Come on. Come on. Convenient. Now let's look at the other other stats. Let's look at the other stats that you love. I know you love them, John. That's why I put them here, just to make you happy. But these are the (laughs) ones that make or break teams at times. Third down conversions. The Browns are 20th in the league. The commanders on offense, but the commander's defense is second in the league on third down conversions, not allowing them to happen. Let's talk turnovers, your favorite stat. Browns, their turnover differential is minus three. 
And the Commanders, also minus three. But two of those were just last week. A fumble and an interception by Taylor Heineke. And he's not starting this week. Wentz is. It's going to be a good game. I like the Commanders at home at FedEx Field. I'm going to be watching this one with you just because we're on opposite sides. (laughs) And I think it's going to be a great game. But my best bet in this game Take the Commanders to cover that two and a half. Look, what there, do you think? There seems to be something missing in your argument. I didn't, I didn't see any fancy Carson Wentz stats there. Was was that just a, a slight oversight? Maybe, maybe just a slight one. <laughs> you, you know, I I, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to bet on feelings, but Carson Wentz is 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 reborn, my man. Oh. He's reborn. He had some good drives in that last game. If anyone watched it, this they is just, a- This is the the second rebirth after Indy. Now we're reborn again. (laughs) I think think we'll, I think after this podcast, we're going to get some side bets going. Oh, I like it. I like it, sir. I love it. All right. All right. Hey man, time to take a look at our deep dive for the week. This is the time of the year that we really need to pay attention, right? To the playoff clinching scenarios out there. (laughs) That's right. And when we were going over this earlier in the week, we were actually talking about Tennessee, and then you might bet Tennessee this week and then realize later in the week that they're going to sit Derrick Henry. Well, that actually happened today. He's not going to play. He's doubtful right now. So we got to pay attention in this deep dive. We've got you covered. Yeah, and here are this week's games that you need to keep an eye on and make sure you check on late for any late scratches before you place any bets on these games. Let's start it off with that Tennessee team, the Titans from Nashville, Tennessee. Dallas playing in Tennessee. Dallas favored by 10. By 10, man, Thursday night matchup. It's going to be, it could be a good game. You never know. This is the first game of week 17, right? And Dallas yep. has to win to keep the NFC East Division title hopes alive for them. One loss, and Dallas hands that division over to the Eagles. But on the other side of that ball, this game means nothing to Tennessee. I and mean, here's why. You alluded to it. They need to win their division to get into the playoffs. Even if they take a loss here in this game. Next week, they play Jacksonville for the division title. Win or lose against Dallas, they literally can't improve their position to win the division until next week. This is a game you should only bet if you like Dallas and you and you got to really like them here at minus 10, it's risky to bet Tennessee to cover since they could literally pull starters at any time like they did today. Derrick Henry not playing. Not something the NFL wants by any stretch. They want to see all those players and those stars play. But what would you do if it all came down to the last week anyway? I think you'd do the same thing. Very interesting. And it, it, it could be a good game or it could just be a blowout. Uh, I don't know. Do you bet Dallas or not? <laughs> it's right. It's right. And it's hard to tell. Like, I I would think so, but it's the NFL. Everybody, even the backups are good. And then the flip side of your game, Jacksonville versus Houston. This is literally the same deal as the Tennessee Titans. Jacksonville can't do anything with a win, even if they lose They still got to play Tennessee next week and win to get into the playoffs. Even though Houston's in the division, if Jacksonville loses, it does nothing. Like they need to win. They need to win next week. So they could 
at the last minute, sit Trevor Lawrence, or maybe they get up early in the, in the first half, they could sit Trevor Lawrence in this game. So this is another one where you got to stay away from betting Jacksonville. There's some uh, minus fours out there right now. This is a game where you actually kind of look at Houston and maybe lean that side a little bit, but you do not want to lay money on Jacksonville in this game. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I love Jacksonville. They were sparking lately, but I got to be honest with you. I laid a bet today and I got that hook. I got uh, Houston at, at plus four and a half and yeah. I just took it. I just took it because of that scenario we were talking about. You know, they got a lot to play for in Jacksonville. You know, they're going to be sitting people, I think. I think. Yes. But yep. it's a gamble. Yep. Gamble. Hey, you want to talk Buffalo at Cincinnati a little bit? Monday Night Football? There's, Dude, a, there's one that might mean something. Yeah, this it, Not only will it mean something, this could be like the game of, of the week. Could be the game of the century, man, before the playoffs, right? Huge game. And the last of week 17 is it takes place on that Monday night. Buffalo can clinch home field with a win and a Kansas City Chiefs loss, which is <laughs> probably unlikely considering the Chiefs are playing the Broncos. Yes. Sorry, Johnny, that's your hometown team. It's not going to happen. <laughs> on the other hand, Cincinnati and Kansas City <laughs> could make ground on the Bills for that spot with a win. Cincinnati clinches the division with a win Monday and a loss by Baltimore the day before. So in this game, both teams should be playing hard for the win, just like a normal game. Who do you like here? A team that seems to click at the end of the season. I think the Bengals are that team or a team that's been exposed in the last few weeks, last several weeks. In fact, you know, and here we are toward the end of the season. And I think that that team is the bills. Yeah. It's going to come down to not only the game of the week, but Whoever has the ball last, I think, wins this game. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be under three points that decides it. And this is why I was going to tease whoever was the underdog by one in this game. Just tease that up for the safety. Seems like the smart play there. I agree. I agree. The So this next slate of games we have, we have Miami at New England. And so now we're going to look at a couple games where one team has everything to play for, and the other team is looking just to spoil it. They're playing for pride, my friend. And in this Miami game, the Dolphins can clinch a playoff spot with a win here, and New England still needs a win and some help to get in. Both of these teams should have top effort in this one. Keep an eye on Tua, though. It was just ruled today. He's going to be put in concussion protocol. So now we got Teddy Two Gloves starting in a must-win for Miami. They need this, baby to get into the playoffs, to get into the big dance. Hey, you and I talked about Tua. You know, he's, he's probably injury prone. Obviously he is. And who knows what his career is going to be after this season. But in that offense, I mean, seriously, do you really think there's a difference between uh, Tua and Teddy Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, can't isn't Bridgewater has been a starter for teams, including your Broncos. I mean, uh, what do you think? I, I don't think there's a difference. I, I think that's kind of a wash. I think Miami is stacked, and I and I think they might win this game, definitely cover. But what do you think? Well, they were they were nicknaming Teddy here, Teddy Checkdown, and I, I'll tell you what, Waddle and Tyreek Hill on checkdowns, pretty damn good. I I don't mind Teddy Checkdown in a must win here. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I think I just I've seen enough in New England, and I'm just done with them. So maybe that's my just personal uh, where I'm at. 
with my life in New England. I just can't do it anymore. I just can't do it anymore. You can't do it. You can't hey, do it. I, I like the. I, I can't do it. I like this game though. I like this game. Indy at the New York Giants. Yes. Indy is absolutely nothing to play for. I mean, God, last week watching them was just painful, right? <laughs> a win hurts their draft position at this point, right? So mm-hmm. I, I don't think teams well, tank, Although but... nobody plays for that. Nobody tanks. But we're just you, saying. We're just saying. You play to win the game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> play to win the game. But the Giants, on the other hand, they're playing for everything. A win, and they could clinch a playoff spot in front of their home crowd. And here's the other thing about this game. Daniel Jones has a lot to play for, in my opinion. He's basically playing for his future. He is trying out for other teams down the stretch here. He will want to prove to a lot of people he belongs in this league, and he belongs in this league as a starter. He wants to make that bank with whatever his new contract is. Max effort on the Giants side on the ball, laying Indy with the points here is a risky gamble considering they gain nothing from a win. Another <laughs> thing to keep in mind, the line in this game started at three and a half earlier in the week. It moved to five. Wouldn't be surprised if it moved to six, maybe even seven when it's said and done. And just remember, after all of that, what I just said, Indy is a really, 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 really bad team. And they have bad quarterbacks, all of them. Hey, this is a stretch here. If that number was was plus 14 for Indy, I still wouldn't take it. Like, they have nothing yeah, to no. play for. You don't know if they're going to actually show up. They know this coach is I not going to be there next year. They got nothing to prove. Oh, just oh. like Daniel Jones, a lot of those players, maybe they're playing for their spots too. You know what the NFL stands for? It's not for long. If you don't <laughs> play your position. Right. So. That's right. Let's see. I love this next matchup. I love it. I love well, you're gonna this. Is, about this it. is one of those tricky ones where you really got to look at the schedule and you got to really pay attention. So San Francisco at the Las Vegas Raiders. At face value, it looks like you should take San Francisco. But this could be tough to lay early. This game kicks off in the afternoon. Philly is an early game. San Francisco has already clinched the division and could catch the one seed if the Eagles and Vikings lose out. Well, the Eagles are playing in the morning. If the Eagles win in the morning, there really isn't a reason to start key players for a team that is already on their third string quarterback. And remember, the two seed is not what it used to be. You don't get a buy anymore. So what I'm saying here is you probably don't want to bet San Francisco until about halftime of that of the Philly game. Because San Francisco could have a last minute change where they're sitting key players. I don't I don't see them wanting to start Christian McCaffrey an injury prone running back in a game that's meaningless. They they really they already won their division. They can't really improve their they're either going to be a two or a three seed. Very risky to bet San Francisco early in the week here. Maybe you sit Kittle. He's kind of injury prone here and there. You sit uh I don't know. Do you keep Ayuk in? I don't know. You definitely sit Bosa. Why would you keep him in? Yeah. The best yeah. defensive players in the league. Yes. Correct. So those uh yeah, those games, they're kind of pitfalls in this deep dive this week. And you really got to pay attention to those when you're making those bets. But that's one of those rare ones. You got to you just got to wait <laughs> or not bet totally. it at all. Totally. And we talked about it earlier in the week, and I'm glad we're sharing that right now, because those definitely influenced my decision making on a lot of my bets, whether it was taking an underdog or just laying off the game altogether. John, yeah. let's recap now our best bets for this week. 
Here we go, baby. We got Saturday action, and it ain't the college football playoffs. I like the Music City Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky, Iowa minus two and a half. I like the Sun Bowl, UCLA versus Pittsburgh. My best bet by a mile here, UCLA minus five and a half. Two worst offenses in college football, and I love that you love them, and I love that you love UCLA. I'm with you on UCLA. I was watching that game from the beginning. I'm glad you picked that as your best bet because I'm all over that as well. I'm going to the Arizona Bowl, the Ohio Bobcats. We got some action. I'm taking as my best bet the Ohio Bobcats minus two against Wyoming, the Cowboys. Yeah. They're just a, they're just a bad team, right? Yes. Team. This, is, this is not Josh Allen's Wyoming anymore. And then I saw on the board, I saw one team that I have I have I have loved all season. That's your baby. I, I've ridden that wave. <laughs> I've ridden that wave, and that was Tulane. <laughs> the Tulane Green Wave in the Cotton Bowl against USC. Call me crazy, but I am riding the Green Wave one last time, John. One last time this season. They will cover two and a half against the Trojans. Oh, Luke is surfing the green wave of cash. My favorite NFL bets this week, the New York Jets with Mike White, Asterix, at Seattle. Best bet there, over 43. And Cleveland at Washington, you're going to eat your words, Luke. Best bet, Cleveland, plus two and a half. Book it, baby. Yeah, not so fast, because I'm on the flip side of that. I like the Commanders, minus two and a half at home in Washington. That's a special fan base. I grew up in that area, man. I'm telling you, they love that team. Hate the ownership. Love that team. I think we're going to have to have a special side bet. Maybe we'll share the side bet next week with listeners, but uh, we got something. We got to have something special yes. on the line there. I Definitely. agree. I agree. Then my next bet, my mess, next best bet, I, I think it's a no brainer. I love this teaser. Bengals plus one, Dolphins plus two and a half. Tease both of those teams, and you will be happy you did it. John. Great. That's going to do it for the well, Daddy Sharps podcast this week. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to be back next week. It's okay. But remember, do remember, always gamble responsibly, folks, and and within your means. And the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. And be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next week with all our best bets and much more. But first, John, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone.